Where have all the autumns gone? Where have all the autumns gone? I'll do all the dishes while you sit and have a beer. Well, that's probably driven everyone away who is tuning in for this week's episode of the show. I'm sure. Autumn's not here. I connect. Her video is connected, but it's just a empty chair with a lonely microphone. And I'm sorry, every time I speak, uh, you can probably hear my air conditioner. I have a noise gate going. So when I don't speak, it's completely quiet. No noise is getting into my microphone. But when I do speak, the air conditioner that's right next to me, a window unit, living in luxury with this window unit, got a blasting. It's got to cool the place off a bit before we start the show officially. So blast away. There's a dead bug sitting on top of the oh my goodness. window unit. It's been there probably for mm, five months. Hello? Oh, hello. I was talking to the audience. Oh, hello, audience. I was talking about how when I speak, you can probably hear my air conditioner. Only when I'm speaking. When I'm not speaking, you can't because I have a noise gate. They've already heard this, and so now it's being repeated. Okay. Uh, but when I, when I speak, the air conditioner next to me is blasted. The point is, I was saying there's a bug on top of it, maybe a mosquito. I think it's been there five months, and for some reason, I refuse to move it. <laughs> five months? I like its body. I like the body sitting there as a time capsule of sorts. Hmm. You should start leaving offerings for it. The next, yeah, the next people who move into this apartment will find that dead bug's body and think, hmm, wonder how long it's been here. And if only they knew. Six years. I don't think that anybody else would look at a dead bug's body so romantically as like, hmm, I wonder how long it's been here. That's what's the problem. Ah, bug body. Vacuum it up. No, that's the problem with the world. (laughs) There's not enough romanticists out there. Romanticists. (laughs) That's the proper term, isn't it? Uh, I would assume. Romanticist. Romanticist. Praying romanticist. I'll turn off this air conditioner, but it's very hot. I don't think you should have to. It doesn't really affect anything too much. Nah, I worry about the quality of the show. I pissed some people off when I was parking because my first attempt at parking, it was a small spot. It was a very small spot, and I... I'm usually one of the best parallel parkers. I saw someone the other day with the biggest spot in the world. You could have fit a 1968 Cadillac Eldorado into it, if you know anything about cars. If not, look that thing up. It's a giant boat. Yeah, I'm just going to assume it's big. And this woman couldn't, she couldn't, it's not because she was a woman. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying that most people (laughs) don't know how to parallel park, and it's absolutely amazing. And because she was parking, I happened to be walking home from the grocery store, and I walked past my car. And because the spot was behind my car, I stood and watched because I was worried she was going to smash into it. Mm. She was so terrible. And it took her 10 minutes. Wow, you stood there for 10 minutes? Yeah, watching her try to park in the easiest parallel parking spot that you've ever seen. Yeah. I'm out pretty of this, good at parallel parking. It was out of this world. But some people don't have great spatial If you're going to drive in the awareness. city, it's, look, if you came to the city and you had a, a hard time, I would still judge, but not as much. I'd say, you know, Autumn doesn't do this that often. Right. But you don't know whether that person lives here or not. Well, then she shouldn't be driving into the city at all. <laughs> you need to be prepped. 
across mm-hmm. the board. You need to take it seriously. Anyway, the point is I was trying to parallel park and I messed up the first time. But then there was a car waiting, thinking I was leaving. And then we just uh, stared at each other. And I kept waving, and they didn't get it. And then at some point, I saw them gesture, and I did a finger wag. <laughs> and then, like a, ah, 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 yeah, like that? Yes, and then, I, that's, then they drove away. But I thought to myself, man, that was condescending, giving them a finger wag. Well, what other, what, uh, so you guys, had, you had waved for him, like, go ahead, right? Yes. You gave him the go ahead wave. And they didn't respond. And then did you give them a second type of wave? Like I waved again. And then I just okay. sat there so they would get the idea, but they didn't. All try. right. So then you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Finger wag. No, no, no. Now I'll go back. No, that, that could be read as condescending. But at some point, what are you supposed to do? Put your arms like up in an X, you know, to be like, no. Yeah. Roll down the window and yell. Uh, you should have done that like a New Yorker. Oh, what are you waiting for? Get the fuck out. I fully expect my car to be keyed. Ugh, you're obsessed. Now, you should see it. You park on the streets, your car gets destroyed. My front license plate, which I'm actually happy we have to have front license plates here. The paint is peeling off of it because people back into it. and It, it, yeah, acts, as it. A, it acts as a protector, but it's all dented. And the paint, honestly, is coming off some of the letters and numbers. I have uh, lots of dings in my side door because of people opening up their doors. Oh, yeah, and parking lots. three in a row. One, two, three. It really bothers me. I guess that's the trade-off is you have idiots in a parking lot, a traditional parking lot where the doors are swinging open, or you have idiots in parallel parking who smash your bumpers. Well, sometimes it's your kid that opens their door and smashes it into somebody else's car, and you're like, oh, God, Pete. Yeah, and then you should leave a note. I know, I didn't. My rascal dented your car. Mm-hmm. Because you, it bothers you. You look at your your baby. I know, but it just feels like, well, what are you going to do? Sometimes that happens when you have a car in a parking lot. You look at your sweet puke green baby and you say, oh, oh no, all the dents. Slimer. <laughs> my car is green. You should, I love my car. You should cover it in KY jelly next Halloween. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Very good. You hit the, the, I faded the music. That's why you knew, right? Yeah, and it helped me. But I was waiting for it to establish, like we figured out last week. Like we practiced last week. Like Mm -hmm. we spent way too much time last week doing. (laughs) And are now doing again. Thanks for listening to One Topic. You ever listen to our, the full, full theme? Yeah, it's cool. We're going. Yeah, custom. This was custom composed. Fits the mood. It really does. Of us. Just kidding with the stock track. Yeah. But I went through probably a hundred or more different songs to find the one that fit just right. And then you, well, you, you sent a selection. Yeah, but I only sent you like three. But you said, what about I didn't these? I like 20 to choose from. What about these? I wonder if I can find this. Yeah, they're still around. I think they're, I think I might still have them. Except I accidentally deleted like everything I'd ever saved in my Gmail on accident. Oh boy. I did a search for your name and I, and, and music and I was like, God, it'll be easy to find. But every, for whatever reason, every story guide, show guide that Jared has ever I sent, know. I have like every version 
I don't know why I yeah. keep these. I can tell you what happened on the Von Hessler Doctrine uh, in January of 2016. Tommy Lee got stuck upside down on drum roller coaster at final Montley crew concert. That was, it was apparently <laughs> a story that was discussed. Weird. I can tell you what happened. Would you like to know what was going on on the Von Hessler doctrine on May 6, 2018? Yes, please. Giuliani doesn't rule out that Trump could take fifth amendment in Mueller probe. North, North Korea. I heard your dog bark. Trump ruining good mood ahead of summit. McCain doesn't want Trump at funeral. Friends tell White House. That was before McCain died. Oh my God, died. it's so annoying. A lot of, of that. It was a lot of politics at that time. <clears throat> All right, where the hell is the yeah. music? When did you... Opening music? What do you think about these? Oh, you actually... Yay! You only actually sent me two. Oh, good. This could have been our, our theme. Welcome to One Topic. That's a nice one. Yeah, this one's all right. I'm waiting for it to kick in a bit. Yeah, it doesn't really kick in. Come on. I think I liked it because it of that sounded noise. really pleasant, like me. And then also that bleh, bleh, bleh sounded robotic, and that made me think of you. No, that's a good that's a good thought process. When I was yeah. listening to the beginning, I was like, yeah, and then that kicked in. And I said, "Ooh, uh huh, so, I know." But we we settled on the other one. Okay, you know that's a good like because it doesn't change a whole lot. Like that's a good underneath something, like a music bed. Yeah, back when I was a radio DJ, and you had to play music under your breaks, your talk breaks, mm-hmm. to keep the energy up. You don't want to talk over silence because there's no energy. No, and so you chose the Back to the Future theme. No. Yeah, you did. What are you talking about? When I did the Future Plex. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of the buzz. Oh, maybe I used it. I I used many. Because I used a lot of your music beds because I thought they were fun. Well, I stole a lot from Tim Rhodes. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We all steal from somebody. Tim Rhodes had a lot of music beds that I enjoyed and I stole those and then Uh you stole those and I had a CD somewhere with all the music beds. That's the oh, thing. Oh, really? I always, you couldn't even pull it off of a CD now because none of these computers have a CD drive. Right. So I don't even know what I, I guess they're worthless. And it's pretty insane. And the CDs just, meh. I know. Just disappear from your it computer. It, it makes sense. You know, cassette decks disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, VCRs disappeared for a while. There was the combo. You had the VCR DVD and then they said, what the fuck are we doing? Get rid of the VCR. And also like, I remember, um, Eric came back to work one day talking about buying something like the Blu-ray of something and spending all this money. And I was like, what? Ew, why? Yeah, why are you spending blue- money on Blu-ray? <laughs> I never invested in that technology. Me either. I was so sick of it. Like my dad would get new TVs and he would talk about like, oh, look at the, well, look at the Claire. What? And I was like, ah, I guess it's like marginally different. I know that I'm standing in front of a television. I'm not like I'm in the world of this grassland. Like I know it's, it's not that better or that different. IMAX is. I still don't care. Like, 
I'm just saying IMAX because it takes up your whole field of vision. I went to I IMAX. Know, but I don't I, need it to take up my whole field of neither, vision. Neither to do be I. Invested. Neither do I. I'm just yeah. saying, all I'm saying is I agree with you. I never standard definition old TV. Sure, you can see a difference. Sure. 4K, I guess. Who really cares? Once you're at high definition, I don't necessarily care. But that IMAX. I was looking at Jennifer Connelly's teeth. I could see the lines of dirt in between her teeth. I went to see Top Gun Maverick. How was it? It's good. I think it's good. We're not going to talk about it, though, because you said we're not talking about movies. Well, we did movies last week. I'll just say that, uh, and plus, maybe people haven't seen it because it just came out and they want to see it. Um, I was never a huge fan of the first movie. I had seen it before, but it never figured prominently into my life. I didn't return to it on purpose. Uh, I would watch it, I guess, if it were on. It's one of those things. It's like, oh, this is on HBO. Okay, I'll watch this or whatever. But uh, no, I enjoyed it. It's exactly what you want it to be. It's a blockbuster film, Mm -hmm. yet it's relatively realistic. It's a little fake. Um, There's just enough enough character development and we're talking minimal but more so than you get in other action films uh it gets to lean in on nostalgia but they do that well you know because you're doing a sequel you can use that as a crutch and say people are just going to enjoy this because we're playing on the past and it makes them feel a certain way i don't feel like they cheated on that front and as i've been saying the whole time the fact it's mostly shot practically with little CGI that goes a long way and definitely, you know, they show the faces of all the actors in the cockpits of these jets and their faces are melting with the G force <laughs> that they're experiencing. Cause Ooh, they cre- are they really? Yeah. They created this interesting camera rig that the actors had to run themselves because it fit in front of them in the cockpit. And, oh, interesting. And then they had to make sure the cameras were rolling and then they had to, again, direct themselves if they had lines to deliver but you know some points the cameras were rolling and they were they were just experiencing uh high speed turns and climbs and their faces <laughs> are are Who's showing the, the plane navy pilots okay so they're like they're two seaters face the other way well there's two seaters oh but when you're faced back to back right no you're both facing forward you're next to each other you want behind oh <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what you meant, but I, like you're not sitting back to back. Someone's in front. I of meant you. back to back. I was thinking of um, Star Wars. Oh, I don't know that reference. Well, they're just sitting back. They sit like back to back. You know, like one's facing the back of the the. You know, in what? In a in a um, X-wing. Oh, I had no clue. Yeah. I apologize. At least now, now I'm worried that I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that they are. You, I, I'm, I'm. Yeah, as you know, not the authority on Star Wars. Yeah. I can't speak to it. I mean, it's a it. tiny detail. It's not like everybody knows this. It's weird. I don't know. Uh, I think Jennifer Connelly looks too different than what she's, than I want her to look. You know what I mean? How do you want her to look? I don't know. She just looks like totally different than when she was younger. Too different. It throws you off. Yeah, it throws me off. I don't. Oh, you know what? It's kind of like it's like um, it's like uh, oh God, what's um, 
What's the guy that called his daughter a little piggy? I don't He's know. Very that, popular. I don't know, but that's very disgusting. It's disturbing to me. <laughs> little piggy. Little no, the one that's like mad at her because uh and he was on um Come sit next 30 to Rock. daddy, little piggy. 30 Rock and my point is is that in Beetlejuice, what's his name? You're talking about Baldwin? Yes. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin young and current Alec Baldwin look too dissimilar. Well, you should look up uh, Kelly McG- McGillis, I think is her name, who was the love interest in the first Top Gun. Oh, how does she look? Well, she's much older. She's much older and she put on weight and then they didn't ask her to be in the film at all. McGinnis? Gillis. McGillis. Kelly McGillis. Oh, she's beautiful. I didn't say one or way or the other. I oh, just, I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying she looks okay. different, though. Like, I think that looking at her young, even her face. Yeah. So and it happens. Some people, they change. And then meanwhile, Tom Cruise has got that Scientology juice, whatever chamber they store him in. Yeah. He, How does uh, he look in this movie? He, he looks young. He looks, I mean, he's 59. You can tell he's age. He's not as young looking, but it's like, I'm oh, 59 year old. Jesus. What about uh, um? Oh hush! It could be a spoiler what you're about to bring up. But everybody knows he makes like an appearance or something. Yeah, so we'll need we'll leave him unnamed. Okay. Um, how's he doing? I mean, he can't he can't speak. Yeah, he's sad. Val Kilmer. I want to watch that. Yeah, I want to watch that documentary. And the one with like Selma Blair. I want to find out her like about her MS. Well, it's a touching scene. If okay. you then like knowing, I guess leaning in the history of Top Gun, but also just real life, seeing him on screen and being right. able to to have a prominent scene, it's nice. But other than that, look, it's enjoyable. It is what it is. Good. And it's okay. not. It's not going to make you rethink your philosophy and your <laughs> worldview. Right. But you go in and it's fun, and I it hits all the beats. We can leave it at that. What was the topic for today? Annual. Annuals. I looked up. I used the word generator because I was my annual pap smear. It was my week and and I was being lazy Uh, and I said "Uh, word generator. So I don't think that's lazy. I think that's sometimes if we don't have a whole lot of content, maybe, or at least we just don't want to share what's been going on, (laughs) you know. No, it's, it's, it's not that I mind sharing, but sometimes it's all right. We already shared. You know, my life's yeah. not uh, blazing along at lightning speed with so much change. Yeah, I guess there has been a lot of change recently, but and that's more work stuff, and I don't talk about work. Yeah. So we'll leave it at that. All right. So your annual annual pap smear. Hope you got mm-hmm. that. Hope it went well. Uh, yeah. You know, it's now it's every like three years. When do you have to start getting this? What age? Um, when you start your period. Oh, so a long time. Or when you start having sex. Well, I think about a dude in a prostate exam. And that oh, that's different, though. Yeah, that doesn't come into play until 40. And I went for my annual checkup, which had really been the first time in five years. And my doctor brought it up. But also, apparently, you don't have to do the finger thing anymore. They can do I- blood work. And the blood work can show that there's no problems or it could show that maybe there's a problem, which that leads to a bunch of other testing, which could still mean there's no problem. So the, the finger, I guess, is a little more accurate. But I also have a female doctor and I'm sure that's the last thing she wants to do. 
It's the last I mean, thing I want to. I don't. I don't. Maybe she does want to. Just milk it. <laughs> I just. You I need just, to get milk. I just find it to be embarrassing either way, and that's the reason. Absolutely. It's it. It's not necessarily. I mean, I guess it could be uncomfortable, but it's not that that necessarily the finger up the butt thing. But it's like if you ejaculate. It's like, that's very embarrassing. But they know. feel it. They don't like it continuously just, no, they're not work mis- it. I know, but it could just happen. Like really? some like some dudes are three-pump chumps. Oh, and uh, it could be the same thing. Which, by the way, all dudes are three-pump chumps at some point. It varies all the fucking time. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, yes, it can be embarrassing if you're having sex with a person for the, for the first and only time on a one-night stand. Sure, you don't want that to happen. But in general, and sometimes it's like, I don't know what's why, what's going on, but it's just. It's, yeah, who it's, knows? You're excited. It's there this time. Now, yeah. sure, if it's happening all the time, it's a problem. It, I guess it, it doesn't even need to be a problem, but it's a problem because you can't have continued intimacy and if you're not having continued sex. Yeah. Because you can pet each other at that point. <laughs> pet. And we'll continue to pet. And like, sure, you can make sure the other person's taken care of. I mean, doing? I'm sorry. You're off mic. What is it? It's this dog that you've yeah. got. I know. You have this. You have this animal. This beast. What are you doing? Picking it up? Yeah, I put him in his little bed. He's like eating this. All right, so I have my printer. I can't. We'll just wait. We'll wait until you get back to the mic. Okay. Got he really likes paper, <laughs> so I have my printer on the floor. Does this does the show know you have a dog yet? You were like really, no. you really were embarrassed to tell them. No, I'm not embarrassed. I'm just like there's shame. There's something. With... Yeah. No, I'm fine with it. I don't want their projected bullshit on me. Well, they're gonna find out when the when the dog starts barking. Well, I'm gonna figure this. When lady starts barking. Not lady. Baby. Baby. Oh, sorry, the name's Baby. Like Dirty Dancing. Not from Dirty Dancing. I just liked the idea that he would be named Baby. Baby's dist- baby. baby baby is distracting the show. I'm sure the I baby's know. a cute beast. And now he you're is hold- cute. Now you're holding Baby. You're going to pet Baby. Yeah. <laughs> I can't scoop my chair. Okay. Here. Could you please just chill here? Thank you. This, uh, this when, when I reacted the way I did, it's because I knew it was going to interfere with the quality of the show. I thought we do a show. There's a certain. No, standard. it was not. You. <laughs> that's not why you. Well, this out. I did think about that. I thought about that, and now here we are. And I think about the radio show that you're going to do. Well, I've had I had the dog all week, for the last week of the show. Were you holding the dog? No, my parents were babysitting him. Because he's a puppy, you know. So he's not an established dog that just like lays on you you know he's like you gotta teach him so oh boy <laughs> i don't think i don't think he wants to be held otherwise he's eating my printer it's like biting at the corners he is you know what he does cry when he's tired and he like wants to lay down <laughs> like a baby but it's so what are you gonna do you're gonna hold it across your chest yeah, maybe for this whole episode. Bone. All right, I gotta. I'm gonna look away from the video screen so I'm not distracted. Okay, I'm looking, He's doing fine. I'm looking at the Google search page now. Okay, so annual. Um, my 
nurse practitioner, who's my person that I go to, she does pap smears in this really different and amazing way. So instead of putting your feet up in the stirrups and scooting to the end of the bed and like the speculum and then the poking and the all of that, all she had me do was like put my the bottoms of my feet together, you know, and like butterfly my knees out. And then she just like, zoop, zoop. she was like in and out, zip swish, super fast. And it was over. I was like, wait, that was it? She's like, yeah. It's like, it doesn't need to be all that. Well, why? Oh what, my God. what has changed with the technology that allows her to do that? So the way that the, the, that male doctors implement it, started doing pap smears was so that they could get like, the best view and it didn't really matter whether the woman was uncomfortable or not or what any sort of you know experience the woman was having because fuck because of that so there's like new techniques that you can do that you just have to sort of learn or be taught or know about so and and you get the same results you get the same the same quality of results and you don't have to do all that yeah and leave it to those creep doctors that's the reason why women have babies on their backs is because male doctors, you know, wanted to be able to see everything that was going on where midwives have been having have been helping birth babies with women on those like chairs that you sit on with like the big hole in the like you big like U shape out of it. So like the baby can come out or like women on their hands and knees, you know. It, the birthing position of women on their back is nothing but convenient for others. Yeah, it's like pooping. Know? It's like pooping. You're not supposed to sit. You're supposed to squat. Right. Squatting down. Yeah. Get get the, get the a woman squatted down so that, that baby will slide out. Slip and slide. It's just, uh, but it's get... like, um, I can't see. Also, there was this male doctor that... um, uh was really into like women need to experience pain during childbirth because it was like punishment from Eve for eating the apple, <laughs> eating the apple. Is this real? Yes. Is this a real thing? Yes. There's and a- he said, and he said, physicians hands don't spread disease. And so he would like be all up in a woman's guts and then go birth another baby and be all up in her guts and spreading anything that anybody Who is this doctor? Where did you learn about this? I forget what the doctor's name was. But where did you hear about it? I read about it. Where? On the internet. <laughs> where? Reddit? No, no. You're going to say Reddit? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Look, I, I don't put it past. I'm with you. I'm on the side with you. You're talking about these do doctors and I know just doctors in general I know what's best I things are going to be easy for me like I I have a friend who broke his leg mm-hmm. and he needed this is recent and he needed to have screws like the break was so bad they needed to have screws and that's a big surgery you go in there's surgery the screws are put in a week later there's an x-ray it's like oh this isn't done correctly so the surgeon fucked up wow not an apology. Nothing. Such hubris with these surgeons. I know not all surgeons. This surgeon in general. But there's a coldness that comes along with it. And I, I understand that. If you start thinking about it, what you're doing too much, you're going to get caught in that. And 
in a weird way, it's more comforting. It's like, all right, this person's a robot and they're just going to go in and do the surgery. But I feel as though that if I were a surgeon and I screwed up a surgery, you know, you can say, you know, this happens sometimes. I apologize because you have to go in for another major surgery. And anytime you're put under, you're putting yourself at risk. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. I mean, and what happens if you don't have insurance? Do you have to pay oh, again? Oh, wow. That You'd have co- to stew. Yeah, I think something along those lines. But and that, then they would have malpractice insurance that would that, cover it. That doesn't, isn't happening in this case. But I just, I just feel as though one apology, quick apology, and then you can still just be matter of fact about it. Like you have to go in and have another surgery. Well, this person an- seems like the, the, the surgeon may not apologize because then it's admitting guilt and then would it be easier to sue them. Yeah, but okay, even you're without right. that, it sounds like this person could still sue for malpractice. You're right. That, that That's probably a, a real reason they don't say I'm sorry because it is admitting guilt because I don't think about that stuff because to me, this is just me. Yeah. I feel as though I wouldn't. You sue. would want to apologize for messing up somebody's <laughs> or, foot. Or if I was the person who had the other surgery and the doctor apologized, like, yeah, okay, look, I, these things do happen. Because I, I it is kind of shitty. Do it is kind of shitty that if you if a doctor fucks up and it, it affects you in some long term way or screws your life up quality of life. I yes, I understand the suing. But a surgery where it's like, oh, okay. I messed up a bit and I have to do this again. In my mind, it's like, okay, mistakes do happen. And to hold people to the standard, because they're fucking humans, that everything at all times is going to be perfect is unrealistic to me. Mm-hmm. Should we be demanding it from surgeons? I guess, because if you don't, if you're lenient, and I, I don't think you, you need to, I mean, of course a certain, a certain standard needs to be met as far as surgeon surgeons go, but there you, you don't have to be perfect. And that's why they pay into malpractice insurance. There's such egos on a lot of them. Though, well, especially surgeons, surgeons are notoriously like chefs. You know, they're, they're, you know, full of themselves, you know, know-it-alls. Chefs is, a, chefs is a bit out of line. If you're doing something high pressure with high stakes and you're doing it on a regular basis as your job, you probably need to have the ego to even get to a spot where you're good at that. Mm. I'm not saying it, it's cool or I like it or whatever, it just, but a, a chef, give me a break. No pressure. You throw it out. You make another dish. You give someone it doesn't taste good. Uh, ah, but it's your it's your reputation. Everything's riding on I understand. the last dish you I, serve. Yeah, it's, I hear this, but the egos with chefs. Yeah. No one's dying. Don't, I, you I, don't I guess have to be Someone that. could you die. I mean? Someone could die. I was going to say no one's dying. But if you're. Oh, uh, well. Someone I mean, could, just like the Simpsons when Homer ate the blowfish. He didn't die. He thought he was going to die. Mm-hmm. Was that the 24 hours thing that he like was trying to complete all these things before he died? Or was that something different? Or he like watched the sunrise and he was okay? That, that's how that one did end. He was sitting, looking out the window. Yeah. And then the sun. God, The Simpsons used to be such a sweet show there was in a, that way. There was a not, not always. I mean, he was like choking out Bart. <laughs> but <laughs> I wonder what season that stopped. I don't know. Do you think they still might do it? I don't know if they still do it. I feel as though that at this point, no, come on. Even though then, you know, it was satire. 
But I guess there were there were more parents at the time who thought that season, season twenty two is when the choking officially episode stopped. Seventeen. Unfortunately, the therapy works too well, and Homer can no longer strangle Bart, even when the boy misbehaves because he is traumatized by th- the therapeutic session. Is that what? It, so forever it changed. Love is a many strangled thing. So they must have addressed it. They had an episode. (laughs) Yeah. In an episode where a therapy caused Homer to never strangle Bart again. Realizing that the anger management sessions have turned Homer into a pushover, Bart takes advantage of him and becomes a school bully as the school can no longer count on Homer's aggressiveness to protect them from Bart. Appalled. But this is a repeat. This is, this is, this is, um, the itchy and scratchy movie. When Bart pushes because Homer's a bit of a pushover with punishment. Remember? No. There was an episode where they, they need to be punishing Bart. He keeps doing bad things, but they never oh, actually Oh, because they follow, want to go see the movie? They never actually follow through. And then the one time Homer follows through is when the itchy and scratchy movie is announced. And Bart has his ticket. And he says, you're not going. And they actually, you know, he's, he keeps to the punishment. Well, I mean, how many seasons are there? Are they in like... Season 179. I feel like it's 33. It's it, there's, Get over yourselves. There's no, stop it. <laughs> Simpsons, stop it. There's no, one, uh, there's no one else around in any capacity other than the voice actors. I don't even think Matt is around. Matt Groening. I think it's just his name. He's like, oh, give me the money. What is, what is Matt Groening doing? And you can't blame the what actors. Do? You can't blame the actors. It's like, yeah, you want to keep paying? No, they got work. Yeah, I'm going to continue to do this, even though they're rich enough that they could stop. And Bart's a Scientologist. Really? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. What's her name? Nancy Cartwright. Nancy Cart, yeah. She's a Scientologist. She's a weirdo. I didn't know that. Man, there's a silverfish on my wall. You know who else is disappointingly a Scientologist is Beck. Should I kill this thing? No, leave it alone. I don't like the silverfish. If it was a house centipede i'd leave it because that thing doesn't eat your food and it eats other bugs it would eat the silverfish but the yeah, silverfish let him live live and let live it's so humid in here i think there was mold growing on the wood ceiling all right is your air conditioner still on no i had to turn it off turn I'm, it gonna, on. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave it off but yes the scientology beck being a scientologist even but his parent like he was born into it <laughs> so that's better i, I guess yes <laughs> I, I was thinking about that with tom cruise it's like we're giving him enough of a pass because there's goodwill that he's generated with people who can appreciate movies. The fact that he does practical stunts and he does them himself and he puts his all into movies. But, you know, to some people that doesn't mean anything and they probably view him as a weirdo. But even people who can appreciate that still in your mind, you're like, yeah, but he's like the biggest Scientologist around. Yeah, and he's like so close to that head dude that, had, you know, snuffed out his wife or whatever I think yeah I think about this since the 90s I think about this yeah and even watching that movie it's like it's always in the back of your mind even a little bit you get, even mm-hmm. get mostly pulled out it's like always in the back of your mind and he is pretty intense and I wonder if like people who have to kiss him in movies like that like oh boy I have to kiss Tom <laughs> uh, I think he's pretty charismatic like, I think people that have met him um, and people like Jeff Goldblum, I know Jeff Goldblum can be like a little handsy, you know, but uh, they, they, a lot of really big celebrities look past you when they talk to you or are looking around 
the room while they're talking to you and you can be an absolute nobody and Tom Cruise is like looking right in your eyes and listening to you and asking you questions about yourself and stuff so true I hear that he's and as, there was something too about um some movie he was on where he like paid for everybody to do something or he's just really generous and well, even, like even for this even for this movie mm-hmm. he wanted everyone to be used to being in jets so they could shoot that and he paid out of his own pocket god knows how much for flight training for everyone that's great why not do that i mean you got enough money i agree and because he cares about the quality of the work so i can appreciate right and that's cool that's the thing so jeff goldblum on the other hand i know that he's hot in jurassic park with that shirt open but him being handsy get over here pulls the person close and Starts necking them. That impression's really good. I like I like him, but I can you also did. see how he could be pretty creepy in the right setting. Yeah. And I don't know if he is. It's not based on anything other than you saying that you heard here he can be handsy. Uh, I don't know about handsy, more like too too intimate. Oh, he really gets yeah. into it. Yeah. But does he have sex scenes? Did he have sex in the fly? Oh, he had a weird, <laughs> trippy sex scene in Earth Girls Are Easy. <laughs> True. <laughs> that was weird and floaty around or something. He's, he's, he, and I know we hit on this last week with Christopher Lloyd episode, but as Jeff usually a romantic lead? He's not. He doesn't have that I recall those kind of No, in the 80s roles. he was. In the fly he was. The right stuff? No, he was just kind of a nerd. The right stuff? Yeah, you never saw the right stuff. Without no. the right stuff, there would have been no Top Gun. I tell you that right now. I see that? I don't know where the silverfish went. We have to get back to our topic annual. Oh. <laughs> Which I mean, I could. You want me to go through my? Uh, I I I can give you my blood test results. That's real exciting stuff. I'll tell you right now, I'm not pre-diabetic, which opened the floodgates on sugar. I was, I thought to myself, you got to cut back. You got to stop eating bags of gummy bears and. Non-parels. <laughs> non-par- um, hold on a sec. I don't think that uh, Jeff Goldblum is in the right stuff. No, he's in the right stuff. Uh, he's okay. he's relatively unknown. Uh, uh, recruiter. Yeah, he's like barely in it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that doesn't count. Then. No, we can't. He's in it. Nah. <laughs> He's <laughs> he is in it, but it is a small role because it was uh, early on in his career. He was young. Okay, you can check him out. Go see a young. You know, what? I want to watch. I want to watch Apocalypse now. Okay, you should watch it. I've never seen it. Check it out. All right. Is it good? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to move away from movies because last week was all about movies. Oh yeah. We have a topic at hand. So was, annually, I, I was like going to tell you my cholesterol. Now. My cholesterol's a bit high. The bad cholesterol is. That's not good. My overall cholesterol's borderline. Yeah, this is thrilling stuff on par with uh, the episode where we did your budget. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to update on my budget? Which I think people complained about. I paid off a bunch of things and now I have $60. But I have cash. I have a bunch of cash. How much cash do you have in your pocket? Um, Like 300 something. Okay, when you get paid again. Friday. Not too long. Yeah, not too bad. It's fine. And I just, so I have only 60 because then I also, I had enough to get me through the week, especially because I don't have the kids. So like you can, 
like, I don't know, it's easier not to spend money somehow. There's not a big party this weekend you have to buy stuff for with the Memorial oh, Day? Oh, for tomorrow for Memorial Day? No. Uh, Travis is having, you know, like beers and brats and burgers. BBB. 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 So, um, yeah, baby will be there. <laughs> Brother baby. What about the other thing. friends, the friend group? Oh, that's all kind of falling apart. The other day, it was so beautiful outside, and I wanted to go sit out somewhere and, like, have a beer. And a friend of ours, who we were all going to their party, they had to cancel because their son has COVID. So they're, like, quarantining. Um, or at least the son is quarantining. And so I knew everybody was available, and it was early enough in the day. I was like, hey, does anybody want to go, you know, to either of these two places to sit outside and whatever? And I didn't get any response. I was like, fuck you guys. I th- it was a tight-knit group, I thought, at one point. I know it was, but... It's all come crumbling down so quickly. So what it's, happens. It was disappointing, but... That's what happens in I got my friend. To, I got a different friend to come out. All right, good. I'm glad you got a friend to hang out with. And then we came back to my house and we watched uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I watched that the other night, too. But well, you no, did? We're not ta- yeah, we're not talking about movies anymore. Ugh! We can talk about... That- puppet okay i will never get over how amazing it's amazing puppet yes god it's so good and then the dentist scene when you're looking through the inside of the mouth at steve martin doing the dentistry incredible i'm resenting you right now you're putting me in a spot where it makes me sound dismissive i'm having to dismiss you okay not engage in this conversation i'm gaslighting you even though it's a conversation that i think could be worth having in the right place but Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't tie to our topic. Okay. I, what can tie to our topic is here's here's you want here's what a pro does on silverfish. I've been talking about on my wall. <laughs> I don't know where it is. It's gone. Yeah. But when you rent, as I do annually, you have to re-sign a lease. How about that? Okay. I have a question for you. Yes. What's your favorite movie? I'm just kidding. Um. What? Uh, <laughs> what? When are you going to re-sign your lease? And do you think that they're going to? Jack up the rent like everyone's experienced. I don't have favorite movies, by the way. I don't have favorite foods. I don't have favorite anything. I agree. It's like a little kid thing to say, like, my favorite thing is... Like, no, there's so many different types of moods and things that you're in, whether it's a movie or food. I have a favorite Sometimes my favorite food is a burger and fries. But other times, it's like Thanksgiving dinner is my favorite. (laughs) Gray. That's my favorite color. G-R-E-Y? Yes. Or G... R-A-Y. Nope. No. no. G-R-E- I like them both. I just split back and forth. I just go back and forth whether I say A-Y or E-Y. G-R-E-Y. Um, I don't know if they're going to fucking raise the rent. I've been allo- avoiding my landlord. He lives in the front building. The, the other day he was out on, he's got a deck and mm-hmm. he was prepping some stuff. I don't know what he was doing, but he was like cleaning out a cooler and I needed oh, to. Oh, getting ready for Memorial Day. I needed to go to the store. Uh-huh. And I saw him out there. I was like, oh, fuck. If I go out there, here's what's going to happen. Uh-huh. It's like, hey, hey, your lease is almost up. We need to talk about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to raise the rent $500. Or <laughs> 200%. Or, uh, you know, I, I think that I want to kick you out because my son, he wants to live in there. Even though his son's 13. I have this idea that when the son's old enough, he's like, dad, I want to live on my own. He's like, all right, you can live in the back. And... So for whatever reason, that's coming early. Like no parent's going to let their 13 year old live in a house alone. Right. But I, in my mind, I feel as though if I were a parent, I probably wouldn't do it. But I like the idea of my own peace. 
So if I had like a house in the back that I could keep an eye on and you would know if the kid left and say, yeah, go live in the back. <laughs> have, have your space so you don't bother me. That's that's a bad parent, I think. Is it? <laughs> Just like go live somewhere else by, in the, the in the most crucial time of a kid's life when they're the most likely to lie to you about whatever they're up you to. You can I can see though his place from the window. Yeah. You could you could see him. Um, Did but you ever I, see Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes. Exactly. I based my whole life on that. It's really yeah. want to keep getting back to movies. That movie inspired how I wanted to be. I wanted to be Ferris. Just kidding. I had no idea. Desire to be Ferris. I thought Ferris was I did. insufferable. I didn't think he was cool. I did not think he was cool for a second. I thought he was a bully. He was nasty to his friend. He's nasty to his girlfriend. He's, he's not nasty to her. He loves her. Well, no. He self-absorbed. She's there to serve him and look good on his arm. He's the well, most it was self, an 80s movie. He's the most self-absorbed piece of shit. <laughs> no, he was good for Cameron. No, he if, if he didn't, oh, if because Cameron didn't have a friend like that, then he would have stayed in bed all day and he wouldn't have lived his life oh, and he wouldn't have eventually stood up to his dad. Yeah, but that's not that, that was just an unintended side effect. And that's not what Farrah set out to do. Farrah said, I don't want to go alone. No, it's fine. But that's that's why you have different types of friends. Like you have shithead friends, you know, uh, that you can like shit on people around. And then you have like your really kind friends that you, you know feel like a good person around Ferris is There's not a person I would have as a friend that you can be really nasty with Ferris is the kind of person who only talks about himself and if he's asking you a question it's because he wants you to ask him the same question so he can tell you a fucking story but the movie was called Ferris Bueller's Day Off it was called if it was called Cameron's you know Cameron's Journey or something then maybe it'd be the same way it would only be about Cameron if he showed an inkling of thought about the well-being of anyone else other than himself then I could have gotten behind it, but he doesn't. It's all about how cool he can be, the things and situations he can get into. He was nice to those freshmen when he talked to him on the phone. Fine. Wonderful to man. Skeet then. or whatever. Skeet. Skeeter. Yeah, wonderful person. Screech. That's what his name is. So I avoided this uh, interaction with my landlord for honestly 40 minutes until he went inside. And he wasn't even done. I waited for a moment because he had to go get something, it seemed. <laughs> I did. I ran out. And then I was worried about. When I came back, but he, he wasn't out there. Sometimes I do that. Though. I like hide from my neighbors. Yeah, because you don't have the conversation. But this is, you know, life or death. As if I, in my mind, if I avoid it, he's just never going to say anything. He's going to avoid also. And then we'll just keep paying rent as is. Which maybe is the case because I ended up running into him in the laundry room. I went to uh, do laundry in the basement. Uh-huh. And he was in there. I'm like, oh, hey. And then he just talked about his camping trip that he had in the Poconos. And. How, oh. he's, how he's going to put the air conditioners in. And I said, yeah, I think I need to replace the air conditioner upstairs because it's pretty old. And he said, yeah, but that one you have in the bedroom, the last tenants left it. And it's really good. And I said, I know you should have kept it. You should have taken it for yourself. And he said, nah. And then, you know, it was, it was I was doing my laundry, taking stuff out of the, the washer into the dryer. So he didn't bring it up. Though, That's good. You're developing rapport with this person so that. I have rapport they, with them. I have. But I'm r- saying like they when they think about raising the rent 500%, they'll be like, you know what? That's Greg. And I know him. We talked about my camping trip in the Poconos. Well, that's what I, I hope that I'm a good enough tenant that he doesn't want to get rid of me. But now the neighbors below in my building, there's only two apartments and there's a couple who's lived down there for 10 years. And now they have two kids. Uh, they moved in when they were just dating. But one of the first things the kids said to me when I moved in this three-year-old, he said, our apartment's too small. I don't like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it makes sense. They're they're moving to the suburbs. They're doing it. 
But now Where are they moving? Somewhere in Jersey. Oh, okay. Now I have this idea that my landlord's going to think, wow, because it's, when you walk in the front door to the left, there's a door that's got locks on both sides, but it leads into their apartment that they don't use that. That's not their front door. But okay. in my mind, my landlord's going to say, I want that now. We can kick Greg out. Greg and Christina get the fuck out of here. Right. Because uh, we're going to take in the whole house. We're just going to live there, upstairs, all four floors. It's ours. Deal with it. Uh, so I'm waiting for that now. I mean, don't you think they're happy with where they live and their living situation? They only have one kid. Kid's 13. He'll be no, no, the no. House I think there's other kids. Days. I think there's other kids. I think that... Uh, his wife, I think they have a kid together, but then his wife had kid from kid or two from previous mm. relationship. So, uh, look, the one thing he said once a long time ago when we were just talking about it, he said he used to live in this apartment. Mm-hmm. And when the people moved out of the first apartment where he lives now, the front apartment, he's like, I, he thought I'm moving in. So he had wanted to live there. He's the landlord. He could have done that. And right. he still waited till the people left. So maybe. He'll... All right. So he's a good guy. Yeah, he, he is. I think he is. But ultimately, you know, overall landlords in this city, especially right now with the rents outrageous, as crazy as they are. Have you heard of anybody that, you know, talking about their rent increases or anything? No. Well, yes. Indirect, <laughs> no, I say no because not anyone I know directly, but there's the, there's people who during COVID, there were deals across the board because the landlords were desperate. And then as oh, soon as right. the lease is up, they're raising the rent, $1,500, and the people can't afford it, so they have to move. And then you have broker's fees here, which if people don't know in New York, it's like the only city, maybe Boston, where when you rent an apartment, you pay for the real estate agent, even though you benefit in no way. When the real estate, <laughs> I thought they got rid of that. And they, there was a thing. There was some vague law passed. They, they passed rental reform laws, and there was a vague thing that was interpreted that way. But then the judge shot it down. Oh, really? It never went through. No. So it, I, I think for me, what did we pay for this fucking apartment? I swear we paid like six thousand dollars to move into this place, just handing Jeez. it over to the the broker and that's why you don't want to move either every year right but if it's a if it's a small operation like your landlord you know then they can just do whatever i mean who they're not they don't need to pay a real estate agent to do anything they're just going to kick you out and then move in true if that's the if but i would what i'm saying is i would have to get it pay another broker's fee if i had to find a new apartment Ugh, yeah. Which right now apartments are going one bedrooms in this neighborhood for like four thousand four forty five two bedrooms if you can find them or five it's it's absolutely insane and I don't know who all these people are who have this much money. I don't either. I don't know how people are buying homes right now. I mean, remember when I was telling you that I was looking to buy and that I was going to give up my um inspection? Like that's what people are doing. People are doing that. Like I wasn't. I wasn't being insane. It is just like, what is being done? And you're outbidding all of these other people who are trying to buy right now. So you're not only are you paying like 50,000 more than asking, you're then not getting an inspection. And that's the only way that you can win the bid. That's the only way you can get. Well, that's a shitty seller. I don't care. Look, if I were a seller, I understand that the inspection happens. There is a chance something is found that's wrong. That costs a lot of money for you to fix. But I can't I don't feel like in good conscience I could sell a house or I would be on board with that. 
I was like, yeah, okay, you buy it. And hopefully you get caught off guard and it fucks you over. Like that just feels really shitty. And everyone seems so selfish and greedy. Like at this point, the fact that cash offers are more appealing than mortgages. What do you care if you're a seller? You're getting the money either way. The mortgage takes a little longer. It's like, I want my money now. I want it at this moment. I'm not waiting another month. And there's always the chance I understand that maybe the mortgage falls through and the person doesn't get the loan. And the cash is a sure thing. Fucking who cares unless you really had to move. Like if you had a job, you had to get right. out and go somewhere else. And something that like that would really fuck you over. But if I were living in the house until the house sold, I would, wouldn't care. I would say, okay, I'm glad. Like thinking of the of other person. Need, especially right now, a lot of people do need the money because of the market. You know, like they need to have that money, that cash on hand to be able to get into another house that is also they're dealing with the same things. Yeah. It's all shit. It's insane. I know. I know that it's insane. And I know that I make generalized statements, but it just, I cannot, I don't, I, I don't see a situation where someone is so mm-hmm. desperate for the house. Like I know that people are competing and it's a position of power, which I guess I don't like, but maybe a lot of people really do like it. And there's people competing. And one person is, going to get the house because they said, I'll forego the inspection. I'd say, you know what? You really want this house? I pick you. You can have it. Don't forgo the fucking inspection. I pick you. You know, they, people are uh, not necessarily foregoing the inspection, but they're also um, saying like, if we find anything, the home, the current homeowner is not responsible. I could see that. I was just thinking about that being a thing also. Yeah. But, you know, with mortgage companies, lenders, they're not going to give you the money if something glaring is wrong with the house. Mm. So it needs to be fixed before they will. And even if even if it's not the seller's responsibility, it slows down the process. Right. I mean, that's the, I want my money now, like the fucking J.G. Wentworth. It's my house money and I want it now. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. Everyone's Ferris Bueller. See, this is the problem. Everyone oh. watched Ferris Bueller and thought that's the model of a person I want to be. I find Ferris Bueller to be disgusting. A plight on humanity. I mean, he's so clever. He wasn't, you know, yeah, fooling people. Getting people in trouble, getting them fired at their jobs, putting them in in danger, yeah, <laughs> like fucking Heathcliff the cat, which was a cartoon. Was a... <laughs> I also loved Heathcliff. Yeah, that's fine in cartoon form, but this idea that being cunning and manipulative is something to be proud I'm just of. Looking at it that way, I it's don't a, see it as it's exactly mm. what it is. I don't see it as a negative. What did he do that was like hurting others that didn't deserve it? That principal's going to lose his job, even though the principal was psycho. I look, I don't. Yeah. I don't put it past him. He wasn't. Okay. So that's fine. That, that was, uh, you know, valid. you should think he changes his grades. Yeah. That's fun. Who cares? High school. Somebody gets caught. Somebody's job is to protect that computer, that IT system, and they get fired because uh, a cunning high school senior broke in. He goes into that restaurant 
They don't like, I know they're snooty. I understand that the restaurant. I don't understand what happened when a, the real Abe Froman came into the restaurant. Because <laughs> he had a reservation. Yeah. That's a, that's a good question. <laughs> Who knows exactly what happened? I'm glad that the people stole the car, but I wish it were Ferris's car and not Cameron's dad's car when the valet. <clears throat> yeah, but like I said, it ends up being, you know, a, a, a learning experience for Cameron. There are some people that are introverts and they need an extrovert to help draw them out or else they would just live in their little island. I understand this again. I've, I've, I, I give you that. But Ferris wasn't doing, he didn't think, I'm going to help pull my friend out. He thought, no, I want to go you don't fucking, do that. The person, the extrovert isn't thinking that, but it's just the dynamic that works. I want to go wreak havoc on the town today and I don't want to do it alone. And I don't care if someone else gets in trouble. He and didn't like, get those guys. He didn't go back to the garage and yell at those guys for taking out the car. Because he didn't care. Because It wasn't his car. He did care. He yeah. spent an hour and a half trying to drive it in reverse to roll back the speedometer. <laughs> and then when that didn't work, he was like, we'll just have to crack it open and then we'll fix it. When he's in that, he cared about Cameron's well-being then. Was he ever more hateable? When Cameron was drowning, he saved him. <laughs> okay. I can't argue that one. <laughs> Cameron, wake up. When Cameron wanted to kill himself. He was in like that fugue state. Yes. Well, I, I was going to say, was Ferris ever more hateable than when he was in that parade? My God. <gasps> he was never more fuckable. There was... Can you, if you're watching a parade and you see another teenager jump in and demand that much attention and do such a good job? No, he didn't demand the attention. They they loved it. He was <laughs> the crowd was eating out of his hand. I'd like to see. I wish there were a follow up. I'd like to see what a failure he is. Like he didn't get anywhere in life. Oh my god, I'm surprised that there's not a Ferris Bueller too, especially in the works because everything is being remade or redone or. He thinks he's so much smarter than everyone, and our public school system taught him that that you can half-ass things and still be better than other people. But then he gets into the real world, and no one's falling for it. Like you're no, see, I think in the real world, I think he's he got would nothing. be able to use the, his his skills. Like, who gives a shit about high school? I think who, he's been told who, who his, gives a shit about making it to gym class. I think he's been told his whole life that he's got a certain type of smarts, and he's really bought into his old his own myth. And then so right, he's not so your up. movie, your movie is him sort of have never having learned. He's an alcoholic. Oh, he's an alcoholic. Yes, and he is. Oh, do you think he kept up with um No, she hates him. No, no. Um What's the principal's name in that movie? I don't remember his name, but no, he wouldn't keep up with that guy. <laughs> Maybe he runs into him at some point. <sighs> What's his name? I mean, that guy was that Principal guy. Skinner. That guy's a loser too. I know. Is he like a mullet? No. What does he do? no Rape? No. Something bad. In real life? Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about in like a future film. Oh no no no! I thought I thought you were talking about the real actor. Oh, I don't know what really happened to him. I think something bad happened. What was his name? God, what was Jeffrey name? Jones. What was his name in the movie? Uh, Ed Rooney. Oh, Rooney. Rooney. 
Film and later career, personal life, criminal offenses. Okay. Oh, my God. What criminal offenses? The possession of child pornography. I told you. I I didn't know that's what you were talking about. I thought (sighs) the character in our next film, the sequel. It all started with uh, that duck movie. (laughs) Wow. Howard the Duck. I hate it. I loved so much of that movie until, like, that big, like, worm or something was coming out of his mouth. I was like, I can't. It's gross. I just like the duck's boobs in the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Was that George Lucas? And then he was arrested twice for failing to update his sex offender status. Oh, boy. Edward Rooney. (laughs) All right. So in the new movie. All right. So Bueller never learned his lesson. No, and he thought he could just fool everyone and manipulate everyone through life, and they didn't. In buy this it. movie, will he learn? No, at the end he's of this done. Movie? He's broken. He's no coming. No coming back. All right. Well, then, who's our protagonist? Then I don't know. It's, it, this is an art film. It's a oh, it's a slice of life. Okay, it's just it's a, looking through the window and seeing what's happened. Yes. There's no resolution. He at doesn't the end. get dressed. <laughs> Cameron he still has his he still has his uh his keyboard. Cameron's doing really well. Oh, Cameron's kind of turned into his own dad. He's got kids that are all uptight just like Cameron. No, he's he's learned and he's a better dad than his dad was. Oh. Cameron's doing well. Do you think well. Cameron's c- keeps trying to help Bueller? No. He's tried, but Bueller with the ego would never let Cameron help him. Because that would be too... Ferris didn't have an ego. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He was all instinct. He he didn't do it because, like, I want to be the center of attention. He had the opportunity and he took it. No, That's what he does. Cameron Cameron and Ferris are estranged. Yeah. They don't talk. They get back in touch. Sloan reaches out still, but Ferris is really nasty towards her and calls her nasty names. Oh, so maybe Sloan and um, Cameron chat about like man, maybe, poor, maybe they're together Ferris. actually i want them to be together <laughs> no yes he's gonna have married the first girl he has sex with in college i think sloan like ferris said i think on their day out and sloan, and the and the wife's a real bitch sloan realized how great cameron is and how much better he is than ferris and she ditched ferris soon after cameron's an author he's very smart and insightful okay, he's an author and sensitive. Sloan, Sloan, you know, went into a weird fairy dimension and danced with the devil and was rescued by Tom Cruise. Ferris Bueller's last day. That's what it's, that's the name <laughs> of my movie. He kills himself. I didn't end. say. I didn't the say. door shuts and you just, and the camera's slowly backing away from the door and you just hear, and then I, it goes black. Oh, come on. I didn't say that much. Suicide's and not it's, funny. That's the end. All right. How I don't know. You won. Look, you won. You got us to where you wanted to get talking about Ferris Bulp, Bueller. Bulp. <laughs> I have things to do. Wrap it All up. right. I do too. I, I want to eat. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends about the show. Support our sponsor, hoffandpepper.com. You can get some great locally made hot sauce in Chattanooga, Tennessee. If you go to hoffandpepper.com, 
Use our code one topic 15 get 15% off. Do it. Okay. I love you. Bye.